It's the health of the business economy, the private sector, that really drives the health of a society. Come along on a journey toward wisdom. There's a lot of reward for being in the world of business and for being an entrepreneur. This is Seeker with Dave Jenks. I'm Matt Hayes. Dave, in our last episode, we spent a lot of time talking about our relationship with government and what its role is supposed to be. In today's episode, I want to talk about the private sector. So let's talk about the relationship we have, society has with business. Is that relationship good or bad? What type of relationship do we have with businesses? I think in general, it's good. And I think there are some myths that people have that I think have been purported by people with political interests. And for some reason, the media as somehow viewing business as greedy and self-interested and not caring about anyone else but themselves. And I think that it, as a society, we need to be able to fully understand what we mean by the role of business in a civil society. See, the thing is that I've learned over time, and it took me a while. It wasn't until I got out of the institution of higher education that I began to understand uh, what business really was. I had never understood it. My dad was a blue-collar union guy, anti-business, anti-ownership. Uh, that's how I was raised. I had a couple of aunts who were very liberal socialist kind of people in the way that they thought. And so I really didn't get exposed to this until later in my life. And I began to realize that, wow, there's this whole world of business. And then, of course, as you know, because of the books I've written and that sort of thing, that I really became a student of the game of business and entrepreneurship. And what I would say that people really need to understand is that it's the health of the business economy, the private sector, that really drives the health of a society. Because it's the service side of the business. Whether that business is providing you a product or a service or some sort of coordination or a personal advice or whatever, that business has to earn your dollar. In other words, you get to vote every day with your dollar as to where you're going to spend it, on what food, on what products, on what services. A business automatically has to serve you in order to succeed. That's where people misunderstand. See, everyone is self-interested. Of course, they need to be. That's how we're built. doesn't mean we're greedy or we don't care about anyone else. It just means that primarily we have to take care of ourselves. And when we do that, we do it through serving other people. At least businesses do that through serving other people people. Otherwise, they, they don't succeed in business. So I think what we need to say is business is important. They provide the jobs. Businesses provide the jobs. They provide the taxes. They provide the economic wealth of a society. And then there's the entrepreneurial side, which really provides incredible amount of opportunity, Matt. You've written a lot of business books and have spoken hundreds, thousands of times about the subject of entrepreneurship. How would you define entrepreneurship and what role does it play in our society? Entrepreneurship is where you have ownership. It's where you own a business. Now, you might be in business for yourself. You might be a, a solo as I call it, where you are providing, maybe you're a real estate agent or you're a, an insurance agent or you are a massage therapist or a chiropractor. You're providing a personal service. So you may not employ other people. It may just be you, but you're in business for yourself. So I think anyone that's in business for themselves is an entrepreneur. Then as they start to expand, we'll talk a little bit later, their entrepreneurial efforts and they start to multiply it by hiring other people in their service-oriented or product-oriented business, now they move into what I call the role of ownership. They own a business. Now, that means they're responsible. They have to make it work. They have to make it work financially. They have to 
get clients and serve clients. They have to get the right employees and keep those employees and have those employees be productive. They are the what I call uh, free enterprise warriors uh, because, uh, as you know, I started a little company, an LLC, called Free Enterprise Warriors because I think it takes a, a hard-nosed, self-developmental, assertive personality to do well in that, to be an entrepreneur, to be a free enterprise warrior. I believe that it's those few, F-E-W, that serve the many because less than 10% of people are entrepreneurs. Less than 10% of the people currently own their own business or own a business that other people are hired by, and yet they serve the 90%. They actually serve the 100%. And I believe it's those 25 to 28 million self-employed or business owners that serve the rest of the economy and provide its services and its wealth. So entrepreneurship is very important in a vital society. And I would just add one other thing right now, Matt, and that is because of the internet and because of the sharing of incredible business tools, it's now easier and easier for someone to actually start their own business without a lot of front-end capital and a lot of things that in the past would have cost a lot of money uh, in order to start your own business. Now people can start their own business. You've studied and and helped so many businesses over the years grow and succeed. What would you say are the pillars behind a successful business venture? I think there's a few simple ones. One is it's an attitude of service. I am going to get what I want in direct proportion to the number of people who I help get what they want. So I have to decide what is it I want to do that others would benefit from? How would I benefit them? How would what I do serve them? Why would they pay me? for that. So number one is it's a service orientation. Number two is it's a productivity orientation. How can I serve more people in less time? How can I do it more efficiently? Now I can't cut corners or I lose the quality of what I do and therefore I lose my reputation and my respect. So I have to still give good service, but I have to be more productive. I may have to work harder. I may have to work more hours. I think entrepreneurs tend to work more hours than people who are employed. They're usually motivated to do that, but also they just work work hard, and then they find ways to work smarter, to install systems and become more efficient. And then I think the final one is profitability. And a lot of people misunderstand profitability because kind of profit is a dirty word. It feels like greed. But truthfully, profit just means that you're running your business cost effectively. It means that you're not spending more money than you're bringing in. And so therefore, there's a profit which is really for as an entrepreneur and a business owner, that's my income. Basically, I'm earning my profit. I may be the last one that gets paid. I may have to pay my employees. I may have to buy my products ahead of time. I do the service. I may have to do the service before I get paid. Then I get paid and I hope at the end of each month, you know, there's something left over called profit that I get to keep. And then, of course, if I build a very successful business and maybe with multiple locations and that number could multiply and it could become a substantial profit. But most entrepreneurs have to struggle through those early times when they're just about breaking even, maybe even falling a little behind using some of their assets to kind of stay in business until they finally get some momentum and get some reputation and get something going and then they can become profitable. So I'd say the big things in to be successful as an entrepreneur is a, a service-oriented attitude, a productivity-oriented set of skills and work ethic, and then finally a financial 
vision of profitability. There's a lot of other organizations out there that are doing things that might not be doing it just for profit, though. A lot of nonprofits, charities, uh, entities like that. What role do they play in our society? Are they similar to a business or are they a whole other world within itself? Well, actually, they're, they're more similar than people realize. I think when they say that someone's in a not-for-profit, they think, oh, they're high-minded and they're altruistic. Well, it may be that their venture does have a community interest to it, that they really are trying to serve a bigger cause even than just, quote, customers. But the truth is that every venture has to be true to those things we said earlier. It has to provide service. It has to do it productively and efficiently. If it isn't making a profit, it certainly can't lose money, right? If I'm if I'm a charitable organization and I'm out raising money, which I'm then using to provide a good service or cause for needy people, I still have to get donors and I have to find those donors and I have to convince those donors that the service I'm providing or the work I'm doing is worth them contributing their money. Then I have to go find the people that I'm going to serve and get them the money or the services that I'm providing. And I can't cost me more to do that than I have coming in. So I think not-for-profits are just as accountable to having a good organization, a good level of efficiency, and certainly a wise use of their money. When you look at all of these different types of organizations and businesses that are out there for when we're talking about for-profit and even the not-for-profit and charities, are there any common characteristics that you can find in these successful organizations? Yeah, there really are. And I've, uh, I've helped write a book on this. I've actually helped write a couple of books on this. We did it when we did the millionaire real estate agent in the real estate business, but then I helped Chaz Wilson do it for the general entrepreneurs. We call it five plus one. And there really are, Matt, five disciplines, and, and I'll just hit them lightly, but I would recommend to anyone who wants to start their own business or has their own entrepreneurial operation that they get this book, Five Plus One, uh, The Entrepreneur's Formula for Success. The five things that you have to pay attention to uh, as an entrepreneur is one, thinking, two, targeting, three, tracking, four timing, and five team building. So it's kind of five T's to make it memorable. Thinking just means that you're planful and you're clear about what you're trying to accomplish. You're beginning with the end in mind and you have a way to do it. You've really thought through your business and the services you provide and the need for it and the way it'll be organized. And you see a step-by-step -step path to the future that you want. So it says you've got foresight, you've got vision, you see what you want it to be, and you've got a way to get there, a path, you build it. That's called the thinking side of it. I would say, by the way, that is the cornerstone of business, is being purposeful and planful in the way that you build it. It's about brain power. It really is. It's about business savvy. It's about thinking clearly uh, more than anything else. Then you start to take action. Targeting just means that you know who your market is and you go find them. So one of the big things in business that people don't understand is that people don't automatically come to you, even if you provide great service. They don't automatically come to you. You have to get your message out there. You have to convince people to even at least look at you. And then if they come, you have to convince them to pay for your service and use your service. So you have to do what's called marketing or sales or sales presentations. You have to go get business. And that's the second one. The third one is tracking, which is you have to keep track of things. You have to have a financial tracking system so that you know where your money is coming from and where you're spending it. And if you're making a profit, you can't let that go accidentally or you'll be out of business before you know it. You need to track your productivity so you can see where your business comes from and how you convert it into sales. So you're tracking it, you're, that you're holding yourself accountable to a feedback system that is constantly improving your performance. And so you get more of the results you want. And then fourth is timing because the biggest challenge for all entrepreneurs is time management. 
what do I do first? What do I do now? How do I organize my day? There's so many things to do. There's more things to do than I have time to do. What do I do first? How do I stay on track? How do I avoid distractions and diversions that take me off my game? So staying focused and using your time effectively, having a, a productivity calendar, having a rhythm to your month, that there's a way in which things are done. You know, mailers go out and orders are fulfilled and team meetings are held and that sort of thing. There's a timing side of the business. And then finally, Matt, there's team building. So once you go beyond doing it yourself, you have to say, okay, who do I need in the business? What are they going to do? Where am I going to find this person? What kind of talent does it take or skill or knowledge? How do I hire them? Then what am I going to pay them? And then how do I train them to do the job? And then how do I hold them accountable? And then once I have more and more people, how do I get them to work more effectively together? More, more of an efficiency, a high performance team. And then ultimately, when you grow a business to multiple locations or you go really big like a, you know, Amazon or something, now you go up into the level of, of really complex organizational behavior. You've got organizational charts. You've got job descriptions. You've got a lot of complexity and your business plan starts to get complex too. So I would say those are the five disciplines you have to master uh, as an entrepreneur. You have to think clearly and plan. You have to target and go get clients. You have to track it so you stay profitable. You have to do the timing to make the best use of your time and you have to build your organization through other people. This is a lot of great knowledge that we can use to really implement to make sure that businesses and organizations are running well. But what behind the scenes you mentioned that people you know, have agendas, things happen. What gets in the way of these disciplines to keep businesses moving? Well, I have an acronym for it. I think sometimes once a business is successful and they start to get large, they run into this and I call it GOOP. G-O-O-P, and it's an acronym, because I think as organizations are successful, they often will fall off the end, fall flat because of one of or more of these four things that happen. The G stands for greedy self-interest. In other words, the owner gets too greedy. They take too much of the money too soon. They want more. Maybe they cut corners so they can make more money. They don't give as good a service. Maybe they don't pay their people as well as they should be to retain them and have them be the best people there are. So often greedy self-interest can take a an organization down, particularly if they think they're going to be successful anyway. There's There can be an arrogance that comes with business success, and people just think it's because of them and they can't do wrong, and so their greedy self-interest takes them down. I think the second one is organizational bureaucracy. So the minute you start to get things where there's too many layers of people and you're too distant from the customer and you've got too many people involved and they don't hand it off smoothly from one to another. I mean, you've been with organizations where you try and call in and get an answer and that person who answers the phone isn't empowered to help you. They send you off to somebody else and then they say it's somebody else's fault and you get this what I call organizational bureaucracy and that gets in the way of organizations for sure and takes them down. The second O is oppressive regulation. That's where they start to now, the lawyers start to get involved. So now they're protecting themselves. HR gets involved. Everything is truncated down. There's a bunch of rules and regulations and procedures and signed contracts and things that you have to do. And the complexity of it legally and paperwork-wise just gets overwhelming. And, and the organization loses its energy. It loses its service orientation and it loses its flexibility. It gets locked uh, because of that oppressive regulation. And then the final one is the P is political infighting. So once, particularly once an organization gets big, now everyone's out for themselves within the organization. They're trying to gain power. They're trying to build their side bigger than somebody else's silo. So I would just say as entrepreneurs, this is kind of an advanced study in it. Or you can look at organizations and see that. You can look at it and say, you know what? That's a goopy organization. You know, look how greedy the owners are. Look how oppressive the bureaucracy is, or the regulations are. Look how organizationally bureaucratic it is and look at all this infighting that's going on. So all businesses have to stay light on their feet, true to their purpose, 
care about their client for sure and care about their employees also. And then they can grow to to whatever size they need to, but they need to avoid the goop. I'm a solopreneur and I'm sitting there going, that's all of me and I just work for myself. <laughs> that's right. Oh no, oh what no, we... I'm goopy and I'm only one person. <laughs> I'm goopy on my own. I make my own regulations. I get in my own way. I Oh <laughs> man, like I call when I have a problem to myself and I don't want to hear myself talk about my own problem. I mean, man. <laughs> but no, that's perfect, actually. That's really funny. And so sometimes it's really funny you're saying, sometimes people can do those things you're just saying. They can, they can make it more complicated. They can get in their own way. They make it harder than it needs to be. And they forget about the fundamental of what they were there for to begin with, which is serve other people and get paid for it. So let's wrap up here. I, I meant that as a joke, but the thing is, I, there is a lot that can happen for a solopreneur or someone that runs a multi-billion dollar business. It's not easy. So why would someone want to take this chance and go into business for themselves compared to, you know, just trying to get a job or just trying to play it safe? Why would someone take that chance and go through all the stress and hassle and, and deal with all of this and keeping on track to run a successful and try to grow a successful business. Opportunity, control, and fulfillment. When you're an owner of a business, you have control. You can take it as big as you can see it and as effectively as you can build in place your systems and get your marketing out and build your clientele. Your vision will drive you as far as you want to take it. One is you're in control. You have no one else is telling you what to do. You're in control. And you can build the kind of income and the kind of wealth that you want. You have the freedom to do that. You have the opportunity to do that, take it as big as you want. It's not easy though, that's what you're saying. So it's not easy and therefore, what's interesting about this, when you've failed your way to success, when you've made your mistakes, which you always will, when it's gotten confusing and maybe you've gone through some dark spots where things haven't gone the way you planned, but you, you persevered through that, when you get to the end and you look back and you see what you've created and the kind of company or the kind of adventure or the kind of lifestyle that you've provided to yourself, I will tell you, Matt, the, the sense of fulfillment most entrepreneurs I know who have hung in there and at least at some level taken their entrepreneurial business to a level of success, their personal sense of self-satisfaction and fulfillment is very high. There's a lot of reward for being in the world of business and for being an entrepreneur. It sounds like you have to be a strong leader to be in a role like that. Is that a good way to look at it? Is there anything that a, a leader does that kind of coincides with this? There is. I think uh, leadership is a set of skills. Uh, I call it high impact, becoming a person of positive influence. And let's talk about that in our next episode. To hear other episodes or to learn more about becoming a seeker, go to seekerthebook.com.